You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hi, and welcome to this very natural setting. Today, I want to talk about a revolutionary approach on how to connect our world without being super weird. Some said it's not possible. Some said it's out of reach. To them, we say it's already here. Seriously, look, it's right here. And what do we call this not so new chapter in human connectivity? The Iceland Wars. Enhanced actual reality without silly-looking headsets. In our open-world experience, everything is real. And has been for millions of years. It's completely immersive. With water that's wet. with humans to connect with. You're human, right? Isn't she funny? <laughs> In the Iceland Wars, there's real moss you can uh, look at, but please don't touch, it's, it's very delicate. Skies you can see with your eyeballs. Volcanic rocks you can caress. Really big geysers you can observe from a safe distance. Birds you can watch. They're really cute, but a bit stupid. Waterfalls you can stand near, like this one, that one, this one, that one, and even this one. Horses you can ride, with hair you can touch. The Iceland Wars is a world with possibilities so endless, they'll be here forever. So join us today, or tomorrow, or whenever. We are really easygoing. Now, please enjoy our logo. And welcome back to the Geared Ashley Mullet Show. That was a funny commercial from Iceland's tourism departments trolling a little bit or a lot of bit. Mark Zuckerberg's video announcing the changing of Facebook's brand, the name of the company, to Meta, because Facebook is going to become the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be our new reality, and Mark Zuckerberg may or may not be human. Uh, there's a lot there that is just really, really funny. I'll post a link in the uh, episode description. You can check it out if you haven't watched it yet. But this brings up a interesting topic that is on my mind here uh, since last night yesterday afternoon I got home early for my first day with Eagle Automation it was a bit of a quick orientation here's where stuff is at welcome to the team talk with this guy do this orientation online for Chevron and then uh, I was on my way before I knew it not 
terribly long after lunch today. I'm going out to the field, it sounds like, with uh, maybe some of the technicians checking out what it is that they do for some of their customers on the production side again. Once again, it's been a while. It's been two and a quarter years or thereabouts. But I'm excited to be back on that side and to see a little bit more of Colorado's upstream side. I've seen quite a lot of North Dakota's upstream, but it's been a while since I've been on an upstream facility anywhere, much less one in Colorado. So that'll be fun. But getting home at a decent hour yesterday, I am doing some research and just tidying up around the house and hanging out and all that kind of stuff, resting up, kind of collecting my thoughts on how this new gig uh, is going to be and how to orient myself after orientation, still orienting myself. And somehow I got into checking out uh, a little bit more about the metaverse explained and Obviously, working in automation, being an instrumentation, an electrical technician, working with controls, working with programming and things like that, I am comfortable with technology. My boys and I and my daughter and I were building a computer, a new computer for their school. I'm comfortable with technology. I'm comfortable with hardware. I'm comfortable with games and doing things digitally, doing things online. I don't know how comfortable I am with this idea of the metaverse, with things being an augmented reality, more than just pure reality, more than just, hey, this is a screen, and I interact with what's going on through that medium. The idea of maybe blurring the lines between what is real and what is not real concerns me a little bit. There are a lot of ways that this could go poorly, and it will be a trade-off in some measure. And I don't know quite how to feel about it, particularly when Facebook is at the fore or one of the big companies at the fore of the new internet that we're going to be uh, stuck with or forced to operate within or what have you. I don't like how these big tech giants have censored political speech and opinions and convictions that they disagree with or which they feel like are counter-progressive. I don't like that. I was on Facebook starting in 2006 when Lauren and I were at Cedarville University. And back then it was better than MySpace. I still remember having a MySpace in high school and it was the Wild West of social media. All kinds of just weird, loud colors that don't match each other and you have all of this creative freedom and what do you do with it? You put tacky images and tacky music and tacky colors together along with a stream of consciousness about things that 
maybe people don't want to uh, <clears throat> know about for very long, if at all, ever. But Facebook came along and it was cleaned up and it was probably for the best that we weren't able to have uh, fuchsia and neon green color schemes for our profiles anymore. We were forced to have some combination of blue and white. Blue, if you know anything about color psychology, psychology of colors, blue is an appetite suppressing color. It's a calming color. White also is not coincidentally why, uh, the, the color that uh, they put in mental hospitals. Uh, it's easy to be calmed with white. And it's also easy to show contrast. I mean, we have white paper typically because the letters and the images show up better on a white background. So there's an element where it's just about contrast, but there's also an element in which blue and white are colors chosen because they have a soothing effect, a calming effect. Hey guys, let's just relax, right? Well, some people take that relaxation and they use it to just look at cat memes and wish each other happy birthday and share that uh, you know they're going on vacation and here's some pictures from our trip to the Bahamas or to Portugal or wherever it is that we're going to go. Other people take that calming canvas and they say things that they think are maybe more substantive that are going to have more staying power. Maybe they share Bible verses. They share what it is that the Lord has put on their heart. They talk about some painful experiences, or maybe they talk about some things that are worrying them. And maybe some of those worrying things are not just in their own personal life, in a narrow definition of the sense, but maybe some of the things that they share that are concerning them have to do with more macro elements in life have to do with what's going on in broader society what's going on politically what are the truth claims that are being made by our leaders and by the tastemakers the, the the people who tell us what it is that we should be thinking and feeling as life goes on as the world turns and what bothers me about the big established tech companies that exist right now getting to decide the future of the online world is that that last kind of interaction online has seen a lot of manipulation. If you're talking about Google, if you're talking about YouTube, if you're talking about Instagram, if you're talking about TikTok, if you're talking about Facebook, if you're talking about Pinterest, if you're talking about Twitter, if you're talking about Amazon Web Services, these companies, every one of them, have censored political speech that they deem defensive. If they were offended by the political speech, they decided, you can't have that on our platform. And sometimes they decided that out in the open, hey, we're letting you know you can't post that on our content. But 
the really unnerving thing is when these big tech companies took things out of the public view or they decreased the audience that was going to be possible, suppressed the reach, suppressed the so-called viral capability of content without informing the people who had created and shared that content. Without letting them know, we are shadow banning you, we are throttling back who all, even in the circle of folks who have liked and shared and followed your content, we're going to limit their ability to see what it is that you're putting out moving forward. And so I think the untold story of the metaverse, so-called, that's coming, is that everything that Mark Zuckerberg has said thus far that I'm hearing as I'm watching this long Facebook Metaverse Explained video, Mark Zuckerberg reveals Metaverse, Facebook Metaverse, blah, blah, blah. It's an hour and 19 minutes, 18 seconds, posted by a Pranay Aluria. It's probably not the original video. He probably just reshared it, having found it somewhere else. Looks like there's another one from Meta. There's an account, verified account for Meta. It's got 3.2 million views three weeks ago. Probably higher video quality. But I'll bet he reshared it just because he was thinking, they might take this down if I don't share this on my own account. But everything that I'm hearing Mark Zuckerberg and company talk about as far as people being creative and expressing themselves and getting to help decide what the future looks like has a dark underbelly as I see it because they aren't comfortable with everybody and just anybody getting to weigh in on what the future looks like. They are comfortable with a certain cross-section of people who share their values, who agree with them on some underlying premise foregone conclusion type things getting to decide what the future looks like. And it's a moving target, obviously. But it isn't just that it's a moving target. It's also that the more they make this central to life on planet Earth, modern life, modern life in Western developed nations and developing nations, the more they make this essential for doing business and getting an education and trading and making a profit and staying in touch with your friends and family members, the more unnerving it is that someone who just doesn't like the cut of your jib, they don't like your religious convictions, they don't like your political opinions, they don't like your taste in music or movies or books or what have you, or they don't like your book. They don't like your movie. They don't like your music. If they shut you out in clever ways, in underhanded ways, in less than completely honest and above board ways, and you don't know that they've shut you out, well then, what does the future look like for you? Do you have a future in that case? Or is this just a better mousetrap that's been built? That's 
a major concern that I have is that this is all being advertised in a very positive way. Hey, look how fantastic this is going to be. No, we're not going to get it perfect the first try. Yeah, there's going to be a you know a lot of tweaking. This might not be the way it looks in the end, but you know, think about how great it could be. Like, well, yeah, it could be really great if you're not silencing people who disagree with your choice for who should be president. If you're not silencing people who disagree with the claims that you're making about the fundamental nature of being a human being. You know, take J.K. Rowling, for instance. Does she have a future in the metaverse? I've been reading also on her a little bit. She was so beloved by the progressive left years ago. Super feminist, champion of women's rights. And then transgenderism becomes the new du jour. And all of a sudden, it's scandalous to maintain that there is such a thing as a woman. And so J.K. Rowling objects to this, and she says, well, wait a second. If there is no such thing as sex, if there is no such thing as gender, then that it's a self-defeating premise in terms of championing LGBTQ rights. If there is no such thing as gender or sex, then why even have a term to describe a homosexual person, whether they're a lesbian or they're gay or they're bisexual. There is no such thing as sex. You can't, like, bisexual implies that there are two sexes. But then you throw in the T, and all of a sudden you're saying that there is no such thing as sex really, truly. You got to pick one. You can't have both. Now, of course, these things have not been put together LGBTQ, because they go together, except they go together in all being challenges to the heteronormative so-called cisgender ethic. They all go together in upending sexual morality, to put it bluntly. So in effect, the people who are just for LGBTQ+, whatever it turns into, add a P in there for pedophile, why not? Add a B in there for bestiality, add a second B, I guess, because there's already a B for bisexuality. Add a D in there for dendrophilia. I mean, just add the whole alphabet of things you could possibly do and call it sexuality. But to say that there is no such thing as gender or sex, while at the same time championing so-called LGBTQ+, what you're talking about really is just anything but sexual morality. I don't care what it is, I just don't like sexual morality. What you're really talking about is, I just don't like somebody telling me, no. I don't like somebody telling me that I shouldn't do this thing that I want to do. Don't tell me what to do. But now, J.K. Rowling, having opposed this move towards transgenderism because it undermines the narrative of feminists, she's out. 
She's no longer a progressive. Now she's a conservative. And I don't mean that she's actually a conservative. I mean, compared with how the zeitgeist has moved relative the new thing, the new fad, she's conservative because she's saying there is such a thing as gender. I can't stand up for women's rights if there are no women, if there is no such thing as women, if you're going to just say people who menstruate. Ew. That's what you want to be known by? Like, that's your defining characteristic? Really? Like, that, that'd be like... Uh, actually, it's worse, but... that would. I wouldn't want to be referred to as... A person who pees standing up. Like we're not going to say men anymore. We're going to say people who pee standing up. That's going to be the shorthand. Ew, no. Like gross. You're so unhinged. You're so deranged in being opposed to Christian morality that you would rather destroy human civilization, rather destroy humanity. It's satanic, is what it is. But because J.K. Rowling said, uh, no, actually that doesn't make sense, and here's why. And she's right as far as she goes in terms of perceiving the at-odds quality, the contradictory nature between transgender theory and feminism. She gets enough death threats to where she could wallpaper her house, she says. So is there a place for her in the metaverse? Is there a place for people in the future who say pedophilia is not okay, to put it mildly? Pedophilia is evil, heinous, wicked, wrong. We condemn it in the strongest possible terms. Or is that where things go next? We've got to liberate these children and we've got to liberate these pedophiles and don't you dare think you can intervene like Christina Wyman writing for NBC News' Think Newsletter. Parents don't have any business because they don't have a credential. You can go back to my episode from yesterday and check that out. The devil is in the details. That's the point. And there is an inhuman quality to how this at least could go. One of the comments I see here, which I thought the exact same thing, this looks like the setting of a Black Mirror episode, Black Mirror being a sci-fi TV series that, I don't know if it's still running, but it was running recently. They like to do the whole Twilight Zone type, take a element of reality and just twist it type thing. Just be a little bit off kilter, a little bit unsettling. Let you chew on that. But this could be a really unpleasant and ugly thing if the big tech giants are in charge of who gets to have a voice and who doesn't. It's such a beautiful thing until you start realizing hey, wait a second. You can just unperson anybody who disagrees with you and not just people who are doing bad things and advocating violence against 
others. I mean, for any indication we might get from Facebook's prior track record, they'll take down a page if it says all lives matter or vote for Trump or what have you. They'll take down content or hide content that says Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. They'll take down content which undermines the narrative of the left. But they'll leave up content. Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, they'll leave up content which exceeds what they say their community guidelines are so long as it would advance the leftist agenda. They'll turn a blind eye to that. And so what it's like is, it's like if you had a birthday party, right? Birthday party, invite a bunch of little five, six-year-old kiddos. And you make a huge to-do about how much fun we're going to have. And here's a bouncy house. And here's some ice cream. And we're going to have some cake. And here's some toys. And you all get party bags. And you all get something to take home as a way of saying thank you for coming and celebrating our little guy or gal's birthday party, all you friends and family and all that. Make a big, big to-do. Look at all this stuff and all this fun that you get to be a part of. Except you, Jimmy. You don't get to have any ice cream or cake. You don't get to jump in the bouncy house. You don't get a party bag. You don't get a silly hat and a kazoo. And it isn't about any of those things being essential, but it is about how that ends up being used to destroy someone if they're not mentally, emotionally strong enough to overcome having been excluded. Or you can use that kind of thing to twist someone's arm psychologically to get them to do and say and think and feel and be whatever it is that they have to in order to participate. Just please don't exclude me. I'll do whatever. I don't know what I did, but I'll do whatever it takes to be a part of this party that you're throwing. And you think about, on the one hand, you're throwing a party and you're saying, hey, guys, let's have a good time. Let's celebrate the fact that our little Johnny or Susie just turned six. Have a good time. Now, treat each other nicely. I don't want anybody, you know, poking each other in the eye with your uh, ice cream cone. Don't be pushing kids out of the bouncy house. If you're going to be in there, you can't just be elbow dropping the other kids. Can't do that. Not okay. And if you break those rules, well, then we might make you sit down over there, ask you to step out, ask your parents to take you home. But again, for those of us who have been paying attention to how the big tech giants have managed social and political commentary on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Google, how they have slanted things to favor their views, 
it isn't just, hey, you can't elbow drop people. It's like, hey, if you show up wearing a red hat, even just you saying something that offends one of the other kids, even just you refusing to share your ice cream with one of the other kids might get you sat in the corner or tossed out. We'll give you a warning, and then we're going to toss you out. But if the kid wearing a blue shirt gets a little rough, we're going to make excuses for him and say, well, we can kind of see where he's coming from, or we can blame everything on algorithms. But again, depending on how this is rolled out, if it is in the hands of these big tech giants, these big conglomerates, it may not be this wonderful, happy thing that it's being billed as. It might actually be a better mousetrap. I think between the two, I should prefer Icelandverse. I, Iceland worse, I guess. They have trouble with Vs, apparently. As an aside, I do think Iceland would be a really super cool place to visit. And honestly, again, I'm not being a, a Luddite here. If this whole metaverse thing can be handled in a way that doesn't cause us to lose touch with reality as it is, if it could be an educational tool, not an indoctrination and brainwashing tool, but an actual educational tool where, as this video explaining it points out, you could learn astronomy, you could learn you know, how to do surgery, you could learn anatomy, and you could learn history. You go back in time, and all of a sudden you're walking the streets of Rome as you're trying to study and learn about Rome. If it could be a way for you to visit the country of Iceland, well, that would be cool. That'd be super cool. But we need to be intentional in the way we consume these tech advances, in the way we apply them, in the way we approach them. We need to approach them with eyes wide open. And we need to not self-censor. We need to not be saying, well, I'm not going to share my faith. I'm not going to make any kind of political statement, any kind of stand on any social issue, any kind of question of our day. I'm not going to get philosophical or deep or substantive because I might get banned. I might get thrown out of the party. You do that and you've just helped to ensure that the metaverse is going to be an echo chamber for Satanism. I'm sorry, like for, for Satanism. It will be an inhuman and monstrous thing. And we don't need to necessarily be going around just talking about those things all the time, nothing but those things. We should be a balanced person. But all the more because of the censorship, I at least have felt like if you're going to censor me, I'm going to say these things even more often and even louder because it's wrong that you're censoring. And if you're going to try and block 90% of my traffic, well, then I guess I just have to talk about this 10 times as much to offset so that I, I will even the playing field. Maybe. We'll see. In any event, i got to run. That's all I've got to say about this for right now. I'm sure there will be more to say as time goes on and this gets fleshed out, figuratively speaking. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.
You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.